In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, in the Gospel today, we see uh, this Gospel of Matthew. It begins with the baptism of Jesus. And I find it so interesting and, and really important what happens after the baptism of Jesus. Think of our own baptisms or our baptisms today, right? After Jesus was baptized, he didn't go to Shenandoah for luncheon, right? Jesus don't, didn't go to Lully's or Capitol Grill. He didn't go to some brunch or luncheon. He didn't have a photographer, right? What happens? Jesus goes to the desert, and the gospel is very clear. He goes to the desert after his baptism to be tempted by the devil. Jesus means business. Jesus is on a mission, and his mission is serious. And that's why after his baptism, he doesn't party, but he goes straight to work. And the work that Jesus has come to do, the mission that Jesus has come to accomplish, is to conquer sin and death. That's what he's come to do. Jesus has come to conquer sin and death. And that is what we celebrate on Easter is the conquering, the victory that Jesus has won over sin and death, over the power of that. Jesus is coming and he's taking that power back that the devil stole, that the devil has taken because of sin. Jesus is on that mission and he's serious about that mission. And as I've been praying this week about specifically what, what is the Lord challenging all of us towards, uh, what keeps sticking out to me is the sin of anger. Anger. It's, it's so prevalent in our lives. Anger is such a big thing for us, especially as Chaldeans, right? When God was creating us, he kind of spilled an extra ounce of anger when he was creating us. And it's real. It's real. You know, there was a saint who said that anger is poison to our soul. And the longer I keep anger in my soul, the more destruction it does to my life. Think about that. Anger is this poison. And the longer we keep that poison there, and he actually calls it acid. It's acidic to the point where it eats away at us. That's what anger does. And I bring this up because of the reading from St. Paul to the letter to the Ephesians. St. Paul says, be angry, but do not sin. Be angry, but do not sin. And he goes further and says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. That means don't sleep if you're angry. Don't go to sleep if you're angry. Now, this anger and what it does to us is something great. It's one of the seven deadly sins. And, and St. Paul is right. We can be angry. Anger in itself is not a sin, but it's what I do with that anger that makes it a sin. It's how I react. It's the decisions I make based off of my anger that can be sinful. For example, there's a couple of ways that we can handle anger, that we can deal with anger that are just wrong and unhealthy. The first is a very passive-aggressive way. And we as Chaldeans are very passive-aggressive people, okay? We're very sensitive people and we're very passive-aggressive people. And what do I mean by that? A passive-aggressive way of handling anger is when we are angry, we give people the silent treatment. We shut down. 
We shut down when we give that silent treatment that when I'm angry, I shut down and I give the other person silence because I want them to figure out what is wrong. I want them to know what they did and I want them to know what they did was wrong. I don't know very many mind readers today, okay? So I don't think that's a very helpful approach. That's not a very healthy approach. Another way that's unhealthy of handling our anger is when we say or do things that specifically annoy the person that has made us angry. Think about this. When we're angry, and when we know who's made us angry, we might not show that anger to that person, but we use this passive-aggressive approach by annoying them, by doing things that will annoy them, to get our revenge. Anytime anger leads to revenge, it's a sin. That's when anger becomes a sin, when I'm seeking revenge in my anger. Now, another way of, of handling this anger that isn't wrong is the blunt approach, the direct approach. I'm just going to say what's on my mind, I'm going to speak what's on my mind, and that's where we burst, that's where we erupt. It's like we become this volcanic eruption and this anger that's inside is waiting to explode. And it, when it explodes, it's the most hellish thing ever. And again, that is not healthy. It's like those who send paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs through text message, right? Not healthy. That's erupting. That's exploding. One of the rules that I have for myself is when I'm angry, I never have a conversation over text message. Because that's not helpful. And we all get angry. We have moments of anger. I myself have struggled with that. One thing, for example, is if you are a slow driver, do not be in front of me, please. Okay? I will cut you off, I promise, but I will bless you after I cut you off. Okay? <laughs> and so it's real. It's something that I've struggled with on the west side. On the east side, everybody drove 10 miles above the speed limit. On the west side, everybody drives 10 miles below the speed limit. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> But this anger is, is real, and it, and it really eats away at us. You know, there's a philosopher and a writer, his name is Dante, and he writes um, an amazing, amazing, amazing works that, that Dante has. And in one of his works, he talks about, it's called Dante's Inferno, he talks about what people will suffer in hell. So there's a specific reason why we will be sent to hell, why we go to hell. There are sins that will send us to hell. And when he talks about anger, he says those who go to hell for anger, they will spend hell fighting against each other. They will spend hell in a constant violence against other people. That is really scary. And we need to be aware of that. That this is where that anger leads. That even when I take out that anger, it doesn't help. And what I've seen as a priest is... This sin ruins marriages. This sin ruins families. It ruins relationships between siblings, between friends. Anger is real. And the Lord doesn't want us to live in this anger. And so how do I handle this properly? What do I do properly? The first thing that I think we need to do if we are angry, if we are experiencing some anger, first and foremost is go to Jesus Go to Him. Go to the Lord. I can't tell you how many times in my own life 
I go to adoration and something is on my heart. Something is weighing there where something has happened that's just not settling right with me. Someone annoyed me. Someone bothered me. And I go to adoration and I open that to the Lord. I speak that to the Lord in adoration. And a lot of times he takes it away right away. Where I don't have to do anything else. All I had to do was go to him and he takes it away. Let's recall that first reading we heard. Moses would stand face to face with God. And it says in that reading that when he stood with God, his face changed to the point that he had to wear a veil over his face because when he would stand in front of God, his face would become so bright. It was so bright, his face was shining that when he left the presence of God, he had to hide his face from other people because that's how bright he was, that people couldn't even look at him. It was too bright. What do you think happens when we go to adoration? What do you think happens when we come to Mass and sit in front of the Eucharist? There is power in that, my brothers and sisters. That when I sit in adoration, the Lord is literally changing what is going on. In a physical way, in a spiritual way. The second way that we need to handle anger, if going to Jesus, if we go to adoration and we see that the Lord is, there's still something there. Bring it up in confession. If I find that anger is weighing on me, bring it up in confession. Confess it. Say, Lord, I have this anger in my heart when you're in confession. Lord, I have this anger in my heart and I need to let go of this. I've done this with people in confession and I've seen the power that when people receive that absolution and that prayer, there's something that sets people free. Because we're bringing that sin to confession. And the last one, I think, is learning how to communicate. We have to learn how to talk to each other. This is important. We don't know how to talk to each other, and that's why we hold this anger within ourselves. Never yell at each other. That doesn't help. That doesn't give anything to the situation. What's so beautiful about when I was ordained a priest um, was I was ordained in 2019. And about a week and a half after my ordination, my parents were celebrating their 30th wedding anniversary. And so as I was getting ordained, they were also celebrating 30 years of marriage. And so I was giving a talk to, to couples and to families. And be, as I was preparing my talk, I asked my mom, I said, Mom, what, what advice would you give to, to couples? After 30 years of marriage, what advice would you give to them? And she said, never go to sleep angry. Never go to sleep angry. That if you are angry with your spouse... Before you go to bed, you don't need to solve that situation. Tell them you love them. Hug them. Give them a kiss. Show affection. Because the very thing the devil wants us to do is to hate each other. To be so disgusted with each other. And that's not what the Lord wants for us. We need to learn to communicate. We need to learn to speak to each other in our anger. Not yell, not scream, not make the situation worse, but talk it out. Bring things to the light. Don't give this silent treatment and expect people to figure out what's happening. Learn to communicate and to talk, not from your anger, but from your love for the other person. My brothers and sisters, we're so good during Lent thinking about praying and fasting, which is an amazing thing, but one thing we lack is that almsgiving. And almsgiving is love, it's charity. And it's not just to the poor and homeless, but it's to the very people who live in our homes. 
the very people we share a roof with, how are we going to love those people this Lent? If we are dealing with some anger, the best place to be is right here, in this Mass. Best place to be. What I want to invite us to do is, if there is something weighing on our hearts, if we have anger towards someone, and that person might even be God, if that anger is there, leave it at this altar. Don't walk out of this church unless you've left, until you've left your anger there. This is the altar of sacrifice. And what that means is, I can bring whatever is here, and I can place it on the altar, and Jesus will sacrifice that very thing. And so whatever is weighing us down, I just encourage us to imagine ourselves placing it at this altar, even if it's a person. If we need to place a a specific person here at this altar, let's imagine ourselves doing that so that we can live a life of peace and freedom and joy. Amen.